a garden visitor. His heart full of gratitude and relief, our tree was borne away from the white monster and its agents of death, who stood amazed as the boy and his father and the tree departed. Once again, the three of them approached the structure where the boy's father first brought the tree, but instead of going inside this time, they went around the back and reached an area with green ground and patches of snow. Thank you for saving the tree, Daddy, said our little boy. Well, it was you that did the saving, but if you thought they were going to kill him, we'd best not let him linger on the street, replied his father. But goodness me, what an imagination you have! Putting the tree gently against a wall, he fetched an implement and proceeded to dig a hole in some earth adjacent to the grass. When deep enough, he placed the trunk of our beloved tree into it. Well, let's just see how he does here, said the father. Perhaps he'll get another chance of life. He replaced the earth while the boy held on to the trunk. And the tree loved the boy and felt his embrace. There now, said the father. He'll never have to leave this spot as long as it likes him to stay here. And next Christmas we can decorate him out here and never have to disturb his peace and quiet. All right now then, that's enough excitement for one day. Let's go in and have ourselves some breakfast. And hoisting the boy on his shoulders, off he went inside the structure. Our tree felt safe. He would not be lonely again with the boy to take care of him, nor would he be removed again. But how his heart pined for his sister! How he wished she could be planted there right next to him, as in their former days in the forest, and he shed a drop of precious sap. The boy came out again several times that day to check on his friend, though he could not bear to see how much he had suffered. Our tree looked down, and saw that so many of his beautiful needles had fallen off, and that some of the remaining ones had turned brown. And he wept, for he had been accounted a splendid tree in the forest. All the other trees had said so. In those former days, he had taken much joy in the suppleness of his limbs, in the abundance of his needles, in the admiration he received from the animals and birds of the forest. But now he was even bereft of those gay Christmas adornings that had cheered him and beautified him only yesterday. Good night, Mr. Christmas Tree, uttered the little boy, whereupon he turned slowly and went back inside. At that moment, our tree was startled by the flapping of wings against his branches, and he saw a bird. Quite an ordinary bird, he thought, drab and brown in colour, not like the exotic varieties he had known in the great wood, not as beautiful, he thought, nor as well-groomed. Go away, thought our tree. He did not want to be rustled and bothered now, but to be left in peace to contemplate his dishevelled appearance, and he looked away from the troublesome bird, that flitted its tail and tilted its head this way and that in rapid motion. "'What kind of a welcome do you call this?' said the bird. "'I'm sorry,' said our tree. "'It's just that I've rather a lot on my mind right now.' "'Yes, I heard. I got the news from your friend across the way. You know that tall beech tree? He said you and he had become acquainted, and he asked me to tell you, "'Good luck!' He also told me you're quite a celebrity round these parts. All the trees and birds are talking about you, and they say the boy who rescued you is very brave. 
Anyway, the beech tree thinks you'll eventually grow tall enough to see over the roof and talk to him directly. But in the meantime, he asked if I would be your messenger. Would you like that? That's most kind of him. Please convey to him my deepest gratitude. Ooh, what eloquence! I suppose that's how you all talk out there in the great wild wood. The king's woodlish! said the sparrow with a flourish of his wing and the suggestion of a curtsy. At this, he found himself so amusing that he almost fell off the branch with laughter, and even our sorrowful friend managed an inward smile at his new amusing little companion. Anyway, the beech tree says, if you ever get lonely, just send word through me. Thank you, said our special tree. Forget about it, said the sparrow again, affording himself another merry chuckle. And if you ever feel low, just look up. That's where the sky is, and the stars, and us birds. That said, he flitted away. A tree watched in amusement as his newfound friend darted and weaved around the garden until he focused his acrobatics on a flying insect and pursued it over the top of the structure, which our tree now knew to be called a roof, and out of sight. <laughs>